This week's episode of One Shot is brought to you by Iron Galaxy. Video Ball is a piece of electronic entertainment. Video Ball is a sport you can play. Video Ball is a sport everyone can play. Go play Video Ball. More information at videoball.net. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we have more pan-dimensional fun with Jason Pitt's SIG. But before we get to that, I'd like to tell you about the conventions we have coming up. You'll be able to catch Kat, myself, and some of the other one-shot hosts at Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey, November 3rd through 6th, and a Catacon in Dayton, Ohio, November 11th through 13th. Next up, I want to thank everyone who joined us for our special Halloween streams. Last week, we previewed Jason Morningstar's new project, Ghost Court, and locked ourselves in a cage match against Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu. You'll be able to catch those archives on Twitch at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg or on our YouTube archive when it's exported. We have three more streaming events this month before ending our special Halloween creep programming and before we say goodbye to Location One for the Peach Pit. On October 26th at 8 p.m., I'll be inviting my friend Keith Baker into the studio to get another preview of his game, Illimat, this time streamed live. On Thursday the 27th, Mel Fox will be hosting the stream with Dreamwell, a spooky dream exploration board game. On Thursday, October 30th, we're inviting local paranormal investigators, the Ghost Trackers, to take over the one-shot stream to play with a classic spirit board, a game you might be more familiar with as Ouija. And you did hear right, heroes. The October 31st broadcast will be the last from our first Peach Pit. Pat O'Rourke, who you know better as the host of the Dungeon Rats, was given a tremendous opportunity last year as part of a severance package from his former employer. Over the past year, we've only been paying half the rent on the Peach Pit. Thanks to the one-shot Patreon, we were able to afford the equipment we needed to start streaming, and we learned a lot over this year. However, now that the year is up, we can no longer afford our current location. We're going to need to go back to the drawing board and figure out another way to keep bringing you streaming content. I think in the meantime, we'll try to put together some temporary measures, but at the end of October, the Peach Pit will be closing. We'll keep you posted on the future of our streaming endeavors, but now I'd like to thank the people who made that possible. The folks who went on to Patreon to contribute a small amount to OneShot each month to help us grow and join us in our mission to make gaming more accessible. Samwise Kreider, thank you. Kaylee Sandin, thank you. Claudio Serena, thank you. Jeffrey, thank you. Martin Eckberg, thank you. Martin Eckberg, thank you. William Scott Palmer, thank you. Andrew Nielsen, thank you. Surf, thank you. Andy Dost, thank you. Dost is how I read it, so actually that makes me think that it's wrong. <laughs> well, I get I'm wrong a lot too. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know what? Well, uh, we got to check the history on that because I'm not sure that that's true. Uh, let's move on. Sophia Soderstrand, thank you. Sophia Soderstrand, what an angel! Thank you for all the work that you've done on the One Shot Wiki, Sophia. And managing the community in general. Sophia Soderstrand is an angel. Ben White, thank you. Eric Christensen, thank er- you. Aaron Christensen, thank you. Oh. <laughs> what? Wow, how did I do that? Liberty George, Li- thank you. Liberty George. George spelled like George Cardass. Mm-hmm, Liberty George Cardass. 
And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Let's go on to the next scene. Same as the first. Everyone, grab your smoke die. Mm-hmm. Roll it, and we'll see how it works. Oh, <laughs> I got a two. I'm still, I'm still the highest player on a three. Okay. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, uno. <laughs> Ten. Ha ha ha. See my GM magic. So, uh, platform tilt or question? I'm going to go with the tilt this time. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to go with the question. Uh, then I guess I'm going with the platform. Um, and the platform for this. So we were going off to see Talix Copperhead, who is a poisoner and an addict and an alchemist, amongst other things. So I think we are headed to a venom milking facility that a lot of different poisoners and alchemists throughout the city use. It is a incredibly unnerving place because all of these venomous creatures from dozens of planes across the universe are brought here and raised here. Um, and rather than keep them in cages, which you and, and tanks and whatnot that you have to clean, uh, they are all kept under mind influencing spells and allowed to roam freely. Um, and when an alchemist or a poisoner needs to claim venom from them, it's a simple matter of uh, compelling the creature that you want to come over to you through mental commands. Uh, the thing that a lot of people who pass through this place, uh, not many people pass through this place more than once, struggle with is you make a creature come over to you through mental commands and thinking about that creature it might interpret as a mental command, meaning if you are really hoping that that giant six-headed snake does not head over to you, the very thoughts that are trying to prevent that creature from coming over make it come over to you. Uh, So you're saying they're all just a bunch of venomous cats. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes, it is a gigantic warehouse full of venomous cats. Also, don't put down a glass of water or a vase on any surface as the spiders will just... Go over to it and knock it over out of sheer uh, anger and hatred for you and everything you stand for. All right. So the tilt. Talix. Nice, gentle Talix. Is currently in tense negotiations with the Enforcers Guild. The Enforcers are filling the same social niche as police. However, they're filling the same social niche as North Korean police. Mm. They are half police force, half mob. And they make sure that peace is maintained uh, and that uh, the appropriate protection money is paid to them. Of course. Uh, And they are currently in a shouting shouting match with Talix. And for the question um, that we'll have to get through the enforcers and talk to Talix about, I think, is has Talix come across, does Talix know of a gnome from the Church of Adana who's been inquiring about uh, the Dragon Pearls? No, I want to suggest a change to that. Okay. What does he know? What? Okay. Let's assume that he knows already up front. 
what does Talix know about a gnome from the Church of Adana? Mm-hmm. Inquiring about dragon pearls. We're getting pretty specific, but yeah. Yeah. Sure. But I we figure Talix knows everything, knows everyone probably. Well, hey, you you won the right to that question in the role, so true. you have that power now, I assume. <laughs> GM says yes, so there we go. Here yeah. we go. What does Talix know? Fantastic. Look, we don't want to cause no trouble here. But let's just say your permits aren't up to date. Look, I've done everything you've asked. I've paid you in bribes. I've paid you in nightshade poison. I mean, didn't I give your little daughter that little fluffy thing? Yeah, it bit her. She almost died. Well, you said your daughter wanted something cute. I gave you something cute. Just tell us what you know about the pearl, and we'll get out of your hair. What a coincidence. Dun, dun, dun. I know nothing. I know you want me to get you a pearl, but, I mean, they're impossible to find. Yeah, we've figured that out. No, like, seriously. I mean, the exterminators do such a fantastic job of ridding us of any feral worms that, I mean, I can never get my hands on one of those bloody pearls. So, then they see you. Yeah, I was going to say, I think um, Kagra kind of flies off the handle at this because <laughs> uh, I think she was uh, attached to uh, the dragon whose name I created and have promptly forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I think she's going to just go in claws flying, beating the crap out of the uh, the enforcers. Fantastic. Well, the enforcers are... <laughs> Very displeased at this idea. Do we have a conflict with that? <laughs> that would, in fact, be a conflict. <laughs> All right. So, now, normally, the conflict would be with the enforcers. It would be pretty straightforward. However, things aren't normal over here. <laughs> nope. The enforcers don't charge at you physically, but they start staring at that those cute bunnies in the corner. Oh, jeez. That's fine. I plan to just get up in their grills and be as much of a distraction so they can't focus on anything as possible. Right. So if the enforcers get what they want, um, you will be poisoned and digested from the inside out by the Venusian dire bunnies from oh, the plane of destruction. Boy. <laughs> Uh, that sounds very unpleasant. I don't think we can lose this conflict. I don't want to <laughs> see BK die right now. Uh, if I win, uh, most of them will go running, screaming uh, out of here with uh, various gashes and bruises, but one will be left behind. Fantastic. So let's pull out the dice. Once again, I'm rolling my magnificent D12 of smoke. Oh. I have a D10. Very nice. And we, we choose to get involved or not after the dice are um, rolled, right? You can choose and describe how before the dice are rolled, and this will affect things. So, can you think of a situation and or a way that you could help or hinder one, one or the other side? Now, do I know what their, out, their desired outcome is? Um, you see the Venusian uh, dire bunnies st- turning and starting to leap at PK. Um, okay. Because uh, I was going to try to basically give the illusion that they're, they've been successful. So, like, oh, look, here's these illusionary bunnies that they're now leaping at the mob instead of PK. 
Excellent. Oh. That, that you could absolutely do. There you go. Uh, Kagra, increase the size of your die by one step. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. So I'm going to jump in with my common talent of guardianship. Uh, and I am going to uh, subtly uh, work my own mind powers against the rabbits uh, jumping to attack and basically trying to create a, a mental wall, uh, but forcing my will directly against the guardians. Fantastic. All right. PK, Ka- increase Kagra's die by another step. Yeah. Kagra right. now has a d20. Yeah. Okay. Woo-hoo. Yes, you can't start with the D20, but with enough hard work and cooperation, yeah. All right, I'm feeling good about this now. All right. Uh, so. Phantasmal bunnies. No one's supporting the poor GM. <laughs> oh, no man, one. we could have done that. <laughs> we, could, we could have supported the GM in killing our yeah. little player. No. I love the idea of having him being digested from the inside out. <laughs> I do appreciate that you have let us know we could have. Yeah, yeah oh, and you. like, it, it, I kind of like that idea, especially if you got to a final scene of a game and you're just like, our characters have been <laughs> butting heads throughout the whole game. Let's, let's the take one of them out. This usually digestion. Oh, come on. Oh, no! Okay, hold on. But, <laughs> so. I am going in. I'm trying to Let's be say a- what the dice are. Okay. Yeah. I, I got a five. I got an eleven. <laughs> oh god damn it! He can't. He hasn't rolled under ten yet. I don't think. <laughs> However, I'm playing. I'm running in and just being wild and crazy and flashing claws and fangs all up in their face. That sounds like chaos to me. That certainly does. Um, this is my bestial form. Um, Ooh. I picture Kagra as uh sort of being um uh humanoid, half bear, half tiger. Uh, it's a very strange mixed family. Uh, and then definitely my razor claws. So that gives me a plus six. Fantastic. All right. So we are tied. We are tied. So we could manipulate these results. But I think it's more interesting if we run with the tie. So what happens when there's a tie is both of us each will declare an additional thing that they want to happen. An additional stake. And it's double or nothing. Oh, boy. So either I get both or you get both. Oh. No one else can interfere in this. It's (laughs) just us. And then we'll roll again. So same dice or new dice? uh, Whatever dice match your second thing. So if your Ah. second outcome is, and then I'll convince the person to talk, that might be a different set of dice and rolls, etc. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so my outcome, my double or nothing outcome is this endears me with Talix, uh, you know, sort of running off the goons and he is predisposed to share information with us. Perfect. Fantastic. Uh, and my double or nothing thing is that, um, you won't realize that you're being digested from the inside out by the bunnies. Oh, jeez, And it will be a long-term, chronic, almost flesh-eating disease. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't lose this one, PK. <laughs> I'm doing my best, man. All right. Because we can't help so this time. We look at attributes. All right. And um, now, if you had suffered harm, you might be rolling a smaller die. Okay. But that's not the case. So, so I we just roll. Go back to ba- my yeah, top exactly. Spark. Okay. 
Oh my god. I have a 12. I have a 9. Oh, you gotta suffer some harm, bud. So, uh, do you have any talents that would help you be uh, in- kind and impressive and in- and whatnot to tell? No, no, you don't. No, not, not so much. No, no, yeah. no, I have chaos, nature, bestial form, hunting, vermin, wild sorcery, and razor claws. Those are not endearing traits, typically. This is true. Uh, so currently I am beating you by three points. Mm-hmm. Oh, so first, would you like slow digestion or <laughs> an alternative? Um, let's see what's, uh, what's behind door number two, Alex. <laughs> All right. Now we've heard about a lot of alternatives to slow digestion, right. yeah, <laughs> but this is alternative medicine. The one you want to go with is slowly being digested from the inside. So you can suffer harm <laughs> or you can spend influence. Right now, yeah. influence is also something that you spend in conflicts. I wasn't focusing in on this on the previous scenes just to make it a little easier to get started. But going forward, we're going to be following that rule. Um, uh, so I'll get back to the price of victory in a moment. But long story short, you can take influence, spend three influence to get a plus three and tie it up again. Mm. Four influence would be enough to actually win. Or you can suffer harm. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, you might want to take two levels of harm. Okay. Um, which mostly means that the bunnies bite into you to some extent. You get hurt to some extent by this process. Uh, maybe you trip over a snake. I mean, there's options. But it is a temporary thing that you will get better from. Okay. Uh, and it... Me- means that you're rolling smaller dice in the future when you're using your spark because it took a lot out of you. Right. Um, and so how much do I get for the so harm? So each is level of harm is plus two. Okay. Um, so two harm um, or one harm and two influence would make you win. Gotcha. Uh, let's see here. And does influence have to be tied to one of my beliefs? Uh, when no. I spend it. No. Okay. It gets generated, but... Gotcha. Then I will do one harm and two influence. Fantastic. So now you are temporarily reduced to a D8 in Spark. So I will let you win instead of uh, fighting for harder on my end. But I could absolutely do that. Oh, boy. Uh, because I can take harm, too. Right. <laughs> now, um, first, why don't you describe the outcome? And then I'll tell you about the price of victory. Uh, so Kagura leaps into the uh, the pile of goons and is just ripping them head to toe, fangs flashing, claws slashing. Uh, she hamstrings one, uh, so he can't run away. But the others are just so surprised and shocked by the sudden explosion of violence that they book it out of the uh, out of the area especially since there's uh they have uh, v- illusions coming at them and their uh mental control of the uh venomous bunnies isn't going the way that they had hoped that is fair uh now the one that you ripped into and hamstrung was actually a fireheart with magma in their veins mm. so you got some burns ow uh, I'm imagining just like burns all down the uh, the front of uh, uh, like my palm and forearm. Yep, like singed much. away all the fur. 
pretty much. Um, so that stings. Now, this is the price of victory. Because there's always a price that is to be paid for winning a conflict. Normally, you have to pay either one influence or suffer a level of harm. Every time you tie, it doubles. Oh my god. Yes, you can tie again. Would you like to have four influence or four harm? So this is the double or nothing side effect. Um, So you need to either spend two influence or one influence and one harm or two harm. All right. I guess I will do one in one. Fantastic. Ouch. So this is why influence is useful, folks. Yep. Uh, Gotta play to those themes. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, All right. So you, uh, to represent the various burns and whatnot, uh, you are now down to a D6. That's got to sting. Yeah, Cogra kind of, ow. She, she stands there, huffing and puffing, like, covered in, in blood and, like, cooling bits of magma and, uh, sort of smoking and singeing, points at Talix and says, don't go anywhere. Of course not. Do you, you do you want something for that? That looks like it stinks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. And just like sits down. Yeah, if you like, don't get that under some water quick, that's gonna set in. Eh, yeah, if you can find water. So hard when the plane of flame got has the tether. Ugh. But yeah. So what can I do for you? We've got questions that are very similar to what uh, ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. this now passed out guardian is talking about. We're here to talk to you about dragon pearls. What's with everyone and the dragon pearls? All of a sudden. Now, let's try maybe a slightly different question. Uh, would you happen to have uh, known about, was there a gnome? Maybe a gnome with the same kind of... Uh, we'll say clerical dress as our cleaner friend here, asking you about dragon pearls. No, I, I should, well, I promise to keep it private, but... is going to reach out with one hand and, like, put it on his shoulder and, like, just gently with the claws. They yeah. killed my friend. Sweetheart, I can tell you that everything is disposable, including promises. That's fair. Especially when claws are involved. That's absolutely fair. Um, so, there wasn't, he wasn't asking about the pearls. Okay, what was he asking about? About the God Slayer poison that you can Uh, distill from the pearls. The Hmm. poison that can be used to slay a power. Like any power? Is this just a story? Is this a real thing? Well, Arkham's uh, Tome of Razors did claim that it could take down any of the minor or moderate powers. I mean, it's not stiff enough for a primordial or anything, but that's... I don't like this. This has powers written all over it. They've all got their little private entanglements. They're all got their little rivalries. They're all striving for tethers. Hey, uh, Talix, could 
Would you be able to describe this gnome? What he looked like? How old he was? Kind of what rank he might Your height. Hair color is about the same. Got the same nose. Okay. That's. Yeah. Same eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Same mannerisms, even. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, uh, just out of. Can you excuse this for a second, Talix? Just, uh, and I pull, yeah, Desa pulls Jarvis out of going. Uh, so just to confirm, Edana is, would be considered kind of uh, a power, not a primordial, right? Goodness gracious. Okay, just I figured I'd just ask that. Don't need an answer. I was going to throw that out there. Uh, um, we can go back to Talix. So, oh, um, he is so lost. What else does the God Slayer supposed poison need? Well, you got to have, have the tether to destruction. For one thing, I mean, it takes well, a lot of juice. <laughs> okay, um, that, which, that's that's good until low tide, right? Right. Um, so long as we don't have any any tethers changing, uh, it should work. Um, you, you also need to grab something from uh, one of the prime worlds. There's a ungent that's produced uh, on one of the uh, one of the worlds. Um, under these fangs of the Serpent Empire. They're pretty good with their poisons. And where would one get that kind of unguent? unguent? Um, well, you mostly just have to get to one of the worlds that they're crushing to death. Mm. There's many of them. I mean, they're an empire for a reason. Um, How rare is it? Oh, it's pretty common. You just have to milk one of the giant statues okay. that is in circles of prime world. All right. So that's it. You've got the pearl. You've got a prime world dungeon. That's, got the, and that's your poison. Tether to destruction. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I uh, mean, it's useful if you know alchemy, but it's not necessary. Okay. Well, we have that part of the equation answered, but that doesn't explain what's well, not necessary if you know alchemy. Oh, yeah. look, other than the fact that my guild may try to kill you if you practice unlicensed alchemy. Um, other than that, any idiot could produce the, the poison. So uh, would your guild be uh, actively interested in seeking out someone who was practicing unlicensed alchemy? Odds are pretty high. All right, so if... Now, if someone came to someone in your guild and asked them to make a godslayer poison, they'd have no problem doing it? Well, you see, several powers have made it very clear that producing said poison not for them would be a very bad idea. Mm, got it. Okay. So unless... Have you ever seen Eater of Worlds? Uh, not in person, no. Yeah. I'm guessing it's, it's big. Thunk. Thunk. Yeah, that's one of his grandkids outside. Ah. Oh. Hey, George. So, okay, okay. So if there were theoretically someone who was going to produce this and we could, you know, figure out where they were or what they were doing, the Alchemist Guild might be able to help out? Uh, it might happen. Okay, just throw another just that in case. That still leaves the uh, dangling thread of the enforcers who were looking specifically for access to these pearls. 
I think it's time that we had a conversation with our unconscious friend. And with that, Jared is going to bend down to the hamstrung enforcer and uh, take some smelling salts out and break it under its whatever sniffing appendage this creature happens to have. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Got a pretty nasty wound there. Ah. Yeah. I'd say that you're probably not going to be able to crawl away for a good week unless you get immediate medical attention. Mm, Yeah, it's a rough position to be in. Thankfully, I happen to be a doctor and a garbage man. So depending on how these next few minutes go, I'll be ready to deal with the situation No matter what it is. What do you want? It's very, very simple. You're looking for dragon pearls, and I need to know why. Look, we have a little bit of a problem here. Yeah, Funk. Is that George? Yeah, yeah, it's George. Well, George's grandpa is rustling in the pit of oblivion. And we think he's going to hatch. And we think he's going to hatch in SIG. Silent Regent Preserve Us. We think it's going to destroy the city. And so you're shaking down an alchemist in a poison shack looking for a dragon pearl? Well, we figure if we feed it a dragon pearl, it might quiet down. So you're looking to appease it? Pretty much. Okay. It turns out the powers of destruction tend to like pearls made of soul. I mean, I mean, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, really. that's a reasonable yeah. conclusion, sure, I think. Yeah. That's it. That's good enough for me. I'll take a look at your leg. It's still oozing magma. Oh, that is rough. Thankfully. We were just around a dead dragon, and I did so happen to pick up some dragon's blood, which is awfully useful for cooling any sort of uh, magma-induced trauma, which a person such as yourself... You are absolutely unscrupulous. I'm using this to save the leg of a fallen man. You robbed from the body of my friend. He wasn't using it anymore. There are other people who have to live. Look... You might prioritize the life of someone that you know or prioritize the beliefs of someone that you've grown up believing in. But at the end of the day, we're all made of the same stuff. Everybody's on the same playing field. And if your friend is dead, then that death can help this jag off. Keep walking around. Much obliged. (laughs) Uh, So... Taking some of the blood, uh, mixing it with a mysterious pouch pouch of other powders and unctions, um, he puts together a paste and spreads it along the leg. Now, you still got to rest it. I know young people like you like to go off and run around immediately. If you do, the wound's going to open up again, and there's no guarantee that someone like me is going to be around when it does. Give it a couple weeks. No shaking people down for two weeks minimum. Two weeks? Two weeks. Do some paperwork. They always need paperwork oh, done. God. And no one wants to do Desk it. duty? Desk duty it is. You monsters. 
hey, I'm not the one who decided to upset this guy over here. That's on you. Uh, you're a good brawler. I'll give you that. I had a bad day. Uh, oh, this dragon blunt's doing wonders for my skin. Remember, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, two weeks. Uh, and I think we've answered the question for the scene, if mm-hmm. I recall correctly. I mm-hmm. believe so. Fantastic. This plot is thickening. There are two factions out there looking for this dragon pearl. When we say faction, one of them might be one person. One person. <laughs> which I was kind of hoping and worrying about since that first scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I mean, he did everything except say yeah, bit of much. family resemblance. Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing the color-shifted version of the garments that you're wearing. <laughs> The, by the way, does he look like me and uh, have the the gods of uh, this guy? If he you does? were in an well. 8-bit video game, he would be the player 2 version of you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's look at the beliefs. The plane of flame. Passion is incorruptible. I don't know that passion is incorruptible. I think deicide might be considered a corruption of a passion. Yeah, yes, that's, yeah. there is a definite passion and there is a definite mm. corruption of it. Um, right, it can also be a refutation. I need to yeah, a that. refutation, that's right. Oh, yeah, it's definitely goodness. refutation. Power is its own reward. I feel like that, the destruction tether is very prevalent and present since that's yeah. a requirement. Oh, right. Ding. Oh, boy, the so, DM is full on influence. When? Uh, God. Uh, and he's good at rolling. He doesn't even need to use it. So, when all three of someone's beliefs have been challenged, then everyone else at the table gets an influence. Oh, all right. Woo, I have an influence. Yeah. <laughs> you can use it to save your insides again. And then that section of the belief sheet gets refilled. Ooh. Oh, boy. Okay. So, in the next scene... All three of my beliefs will be open and up for grabs. Now, uh, for Dessa, you have one belief remaining, which is? Uh, we use illusions to tell the truth. Um, in my prior phrasing, we used illusions to hopefully get at the truth, but it was more to scare off the guy, bad guys, really, than to... Yes. Well, your illusion was that the bunnies didn't succeed, and the bunnies didn't succeed. <laughs> so, yeah, I could, I could see that. I let's call that a yes. All right, so that clears that off. Ding! There you go. There you go. Woot! There I go. Woo-hoo. Oh boy! So you got the one from the sheet. Yep. Okay. And refill. Refill. All right. Next. Only the dead need tears. I feel like up. you hit that one. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> I feel like yeah. you definitely hit that one. <laughs> Woo! All right. Uh, and then there's also balance isn't natural. It requires guidance. Actually, I think you hit that one with the uh, the dragon pearl being fed potentially to the uh, the world eater. So was that Ooh. information that might change your perspective? Um, actually, you, yes, because, well, or even the... Uh, the I, either confirming or refuting I, what I you I feel believe like that in. confirms easily. Yeah, it's the... <laughs> to in, order, the in order to in keep check. the universe in check, we might need to... Give it a bit of a nudge. All right. Okay, using a dead body's, you know, yeah, piece of their guts. Once again, for the studio audience, ding. Oh, boy. Jason just has so many. And we refill. 
And then we have Jared. Uh, so I sort of tied in the no god is greatest moment um, to uh, no individual thing is is more important than another with taking the dragon's blood. So I'm going to argue with that if people believe that. Sounds sure. good. All right. As for faith must be earned, I don't think I hit it. That's fair. All right. So now our influence sheet is almost completely empty. It is almost completely full, with the exception of uh, Jard, who only has one of his beliefs left with Mm -hmm. influence. So one of the other things you can do with influence is to spend it for an interlude. So this is where you ask a question, either in character or out of character, of another PC. When you Ooh. when you answer, both of you remove a level of harm. So, <laughs> <laughs> questions time, yeah. eh? Um, yeah, I would. Uh... I will do it because I okay. was cruel and I'm drowning <laughs> in influence. Fair enough. Kagra, why did you owe Balthrax your life? Mm. Uh, there was a whole. Really messy infestation last year. The flying rats. Oh, not the flying rats. I yeah, remember we, that one, yeah. We we thought it was just the rats that would have been fine. Uh, but it turns out that there was a flying rat king. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. And I... Why would anyone live in this city? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually not this bad. <laughs> And I stumbled right into the lair of the Flying Rat King, uh, and Belthrax pulled me out. There, there was quite a large fire and uh, things. It wasn't really his fault. He's a fire-breathing dragon. It just sort of happens. But, uh, right. yeah, that was... That's why I owe him, because without... It, oh, man, that thing was huge. It was like... It was the size of a tavern. Oh, and one of the good ones, not like a shitty corner tavern. Oh, or yeah. Anything. No, no, I mean, no, this, this is one that had like reputable beds and everything. Oh, wow. Even hot tamales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have another interlude question uh, also uh, for our friend. Uh, goodness, what is Kagra. Kagra. Yeah. I've also got a question for Kagra. And that is. You know, most people know that dragons are magical and powerful creatures, but they see them as bestial. You, who are so close to beasts, uh, did did you know this dragon as a friend or just a companion, like a dog? No, Belthrax was one of the most interesting and well-read individuals I've ever known. Uh, if you go to his lair, which is uh, sort of an abandoned warehouse that he's uh, converted to his space or to to fit his bulk, Uh, you'll find hundreds of books. Loved reading. He collected books from all over the various primes. His library was really quite impressive. All right. So you've answered two questions. So erase to harm. Woo! Kagra is feeling better. Fantastic. All right. She's still pissed. Yeah. She's feeling better. <laughs> All right. So let's go for the next scene. So once again, 
Let's roll. Ooh, I got an eight. <gasps> did I not win? You didn't win this time. <sighs> I rolled a six. I rolled a four. And I'm down at a two. All right. I want to take the tilt. All right. Uh, I'll take the question. Uh, that leaves me with the platform. Okay, so I think the platform is uh, we have to go to where Hassan is hiding out. Right, because that's where we're angling, is it's your twin brother who's... Who seems to be. Who seems set on deicide. Um, yeah, might have the key to also prevent the universe from collapsing from under us, too. Right. Uh, so I think the scene is going to be uh, we go to Hassan's quarters, wherever those are, to confront him. So the Church of uh, Hidaba, or... Is that where he lives? I mean, he he's currently under a contract with Adana uh, to be a part of the cleaners. Like, the cleaners use Adana's contracts to sign people on because it is a steep, steep commitment. Um, he's pretty much the cleaner's notary. Okay, so yeah, then we like we'd probably have to go to his uh, quarters in the cleaner's headquarters, wherever that is. All right, tilt. I think what happens, what we find is an empty room with a note to uh, his family and friends uh, about a great need that he has. Um, so we're sort of left in a room that is in somewhat chaotic disarray, but no person is inside. All right. And the question is, what did Jard do that caused Hassan to consider deicide? So empty quarters, still a mess, and a touching note that's actually uh, for Dessa. So what does the note say? Uh, the surface layer says... That I'm going out for business travel, um, as you do. It seems that there's a contractual irregularity um, in uh, the Serpent Dynasty lands. Um, uh, please take care of my cat. Okay. However, you never rely on the surface messages in your so, family. So we were kind of the mystery twins when we were kids, so we always have little ciphers and codes that we implant any of our messages. Even if it was just simple as, I'm going to ride my bike to the park. We would always, you know, implant that in there. So I want to see what's deeper in there. Yeah, oh. and Hassan has never had a cat. He did. It's something that he has, doesn't like talking about. Mm. But he hasn't had one for years. For years, so... That's that's probably, in fact, the clue of, there's something deeper. All right. So, uh, we are in conflict because Hassan only wants certain people to uh, be able to understand this. Mm -hmm. And is it is it encrypted too hard for you to be able to see, see through? So, uh, this is going to be my spark attribute because I'm using an NPC named Hassan. Which is only a D6. See, the GM can lose. <laughs> well, we don't know that. You're going to roll six and we're going to roll one. Just you wait. Uh, and you are rolling your spark. It I'm looks like. Spark. Um, 
Yep, which is also a D6. All right. Is anyone able to provide assistance? I don't think so. But if you can think of a clever way. So here's my clever pitch. Uh, I have a deep talent in religious law. And I believe a good portion of why he's doing this is lectures that I've given him on that. So some of the riddle might be uh, hidden within references to those very, very specific and esoteric things that I talk about. Fantastic. I like that. All right. So that would upgrade your die to a D8. Of course, we rolled a one. Unbelievable! Oh, it's exactly it's exactly what I said would happen. Oh. <laughs> However, so do you have a broad talent that would apply? I have a broad and a common talents. Fantastic! So that gets you a plus three. So yep. you're up to four. Up to four versus my six. And I would like to spend three influence. Ooh, oh, just right. straight win it! Straight win it! All right. So you spend three influence. Uh, what are your talents? Uh, talents are information and secrets. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> and I'm spending two influence. To win it back, huh? I will take a harm to my spark. Fantastic. Ooh. To uh, win it, be winning it again. Oh, uh, that would tie. Oh, no, no you're um, right. Spark uh, no, harm no. does two. Does two. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you have that. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> now that my spark's at a D4. <laughs> All right. So you describe what you find, how how you peel it open and reveal the contents. So I find that what Hassan is and has been hinting at is that he has been uh, significantly unhappy with the you know working for the cleaners when in fact he realizes that he he feels as though his talents would be better put towards. Uh, specifically towards the uh, one of the powers related to flame. Like he's found himself, uh, he was inspired, in fact, by one of uh, Jard's speeches that talked about passion, both in terms of, of how important it is, but how important it is to suppress it. That one God should never, you know, be uh, taken over another. And he realizes how much he disagrees with that and how much he disagrees with kind of he he can understand the officious and very, you know, contract law type of life of the cleaners, but that is not what the the feeling he has, the love he has. The love he has is that passion is the most important thing. And, you know, so he actually started paying more attention to Jard's lectures. And in those lectures, he realized, theoretically, if Adana didn't exist, he would no longer be in her contract. And so there is someone... Unfortunately, he has not said who it is, but there's someone who pointed him the way that he might be able to get out from under his contract to follow his true calling. This is all my fault. I explained to this young man that our world is held together by a web of laws. Laws that keep a lot of very simple things in place. The law of gravity keeps us bound to the ground instead of floating to the heavens. And he must have divine that if he used something to make those webs collapse that there would be no laws anymore and it would be down to a question of strength and the thing about young people they always imagine that their passion is the truest strength oh this is terrible 
so I mean, it's it's not the worst thing, right? Like, maybe it could be the worst. Well, everything, thing. Everything's real stifled right now. Maybe this will. Uh, maybe this will change up Sig. Don't think you understand. We have no idea what natural laws were agreed upon by the powers at the foundations of of creation. Light could be darkness. Cats and dogs living together. Hey, they signed a cohabitation agreement. It's mm. fine. This opens us up to, you know, every, every moment could be pain from now on if uh, one of the powers decides it to be so. There's no agreement. There's no balance anymore. Choirs, people sit down with each other and work these things out. If there's no way to do that, then you have nothing. And that's the problem with, with, with someone like this kid. Eh. On the plus side, you know, there might not be a SIG if uh, the World Eater comes anyway. So maybe, maybe the World Eater will start vomiting out new creation. It's hard to tell what would happen if all the foundational laws that hold the universe together become undone. So I tried to explain him. I told him those things because I wanted him to know that the things that he's struggling with right now are temporary and they're, they're worth something. The most important currency that anyone has is faith. Whether it's faith in themselves, faith in the world around them, that's the most important thing. And to do that, sometimes you have to suffer. A couple years you do something you don't enjoy or you don't understand and you come out the other side uh, with newer, clearer eyes. He's under a blind contract. We have no idea how long he was supposed to be engaged in this activity. It could be up next year. It could be up 10 years from now. But if he kills the contract holder, everything's kaput. I, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the point, at least at least for Hassan. You see a scroll on the desk that you swear you couldn't. It wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Until you crack the cipher, which you know that's it's, that's how it is. Yeah, we're, we're gnomes. We do that. <laughs> you you broke the illusion spell. Yep. And within it, um, it's a primal scroll. It's dusty, but the translation uh, roughly um, comes to if you encounter a divine being on a road crossing the other way you must kill them is this a parable a tale or it's it looks like it's some kind of religious parable from one of the prime worlds and there's some things about attachments being suffering bindings being suffering abandon all attachments so uh yeah i can look at that and uh does that also fit any of the kind of uh powers and sig um it actually there's some that are close but this might be one of the lesser known powers from um cult's way uh, not yet established on god street i gotta say your brother could not be more on the nose he's reading esoteric philosophies and he's imagining that his personal suffering is more important than the very foundation of the universe god i remember being young well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back with the conclusion of SIG next week. In the meantime, check out the One Shot Twitch stream, previewing Illamot on the 26th, 
showing off Dreamwell on the 27th, and playing with a spirit board on the 30th. Remember, you'll be able to catch Kat, myself, and some of the other one-shot hosts at Metatopia in Morristown, New Jersey, November 3rd through 6th, and at a Catacon in Dayton, Ohio, November 11th through 13th. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who's looking for a new show, check out Talking Games. Each week, Chicago comedians Tim Dunn, Clayton Margison, and Kellen Terrett team up with a special guest to discuss their thoughts and feelings on the world of video games. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Attack!